though, that can make you poor. Buckle up, bitches, because here we go. Hello, you cool cats and kittens and fellow NASCAR fans. I am Angus, and this is the Portlando Podcast. What is it? I really don't know. Um, you know, I'm going to try out this anchor thing just for fun. I recently threw up a blog. I've got a couple of posts out there. Um, trying to keep myself busy just like the rest of you during this uh, during this unprecedented, difficult time. And, uh, you know, yeah, so I just thought I'd give it a shot. What the heck? Um, you know, I'm going to talk about a couple of posts I wrote. Uh, one is about the uh, actual distances in uh, the Universal Resort. And I'm going to talk about a bar crawl that I did in 2017. 40 stops. That's right. 40 stops. Um, that was a lot of fun if, from, from what I can remember. And I'm going to, of course, uh, talk about the uh, current opening of CityWalk and, uh, and Disney Springs to be uh, later this week. So here we go. Social distancing theme park additions. So I wrote a post that kind of covered, you know, I charted out all of the different walking distances from hotel to hotel, from hotel to city walk, from city walk to the parks, you know, you name it. Everything except on, I'm going to call it the main campus of Universal. Now, with the uh, introduction of the Endless Summer Resort, which is kind of off-site, depending on how you, you know, your definition of a, well, it's it's not attached to the property, um, so that's not included in this uh, in in what I talked about. But uh, I thought the rest of it was uh, pretty pretty interesting. Actually, uh, is uh, as uh, close as everything is together at Universal. I really um, thought a couple of were longer. For one, I thought the walk from Portofino to the theme parks would be longer. Um, than it is, and, um, you know, and all the way from Volcano Bay in. To keep things consistent, I measured from the front door of the hotels and along only the official walking paths uh, for everything except for a couple of minor exceptions. And, uh, and you know, and that doesn't necessarily um, help everything. So, but, you know, you need some kind of consistency. That's what, you know, that's what math is all about. So, That's the way it was done. So, for instance, what I mean by that is that Hard Rock Hotel, to get to the lobby from the walking path, you know, assuming, you know, you may not have a hotel key, you may not be staying there. So what I needed you to do is get you to the front door. So to do that, you actually have to go a little bit of a roundabout way. So um, everything that's listed in Hard Rock on the sheet um, is actually going to be a little better if you were if you were staying at that hotel. So just be aware of that. Um, the other thing I do is everything was from that front lobby to uh, to the destination, like I said, or to its front door or whatever, except for City Walk. So if you were at a hotel walking to City Walk, then I just did you know the moment you would enter from your lo- from that path, the City Walk. Except what I did differently was to measure from City Walk or. Um, to Islands of Adventure or to studios, then I did it from the, uh, like where you come down um, past the walkways. And that was intentional too uh, because that will show you the, 
you know, there would be no other way because, you know, the city walk paths are, are in different locations. So, um, but I wanted to be able to cover how long the distance was from, also because that's where buses will drop you off, etc. Or you come from the garage or you, you know, whatever. But, um, so that's why, why I did that. Um, the farthest distance was uh, 1.9 miles. And um, that's from Volcano Bay to Portofino. So you can think of that main campus if you're uh, not super familiar with Universal. You can think of it as like a linear resort. Like uh, there's a city walk is sort of your center. Then you have like a resort loop. That loop is a bad word, but um, especially since I said linear. <laughs> but um, you would have a, a group of resorts that are on the north and then a group of resorts that are on the south. And then you have your theme parks that are centralized to CityWalk. So um, what you have really, right, is you have a south side, which has is where Volcano Bay is. Then you have Volcano Bay to Cabana Bay, Aventura, Sapphire Falls, Royal Pacific. Then you arrive at CityWalk. As I said, CityWalk also contains um, your entry points to islands and studios. Then you have your north side, which is Hard Rock and Portofino. So, um, so from Volcano Bay to Portofino Bay, the two farthest like that possible walks you could do was 1.9 miles. And um, so I just also did some conversions there with the average person, apparently according to Google, the average person walks at 3.1 miles per hour. So I just did some math and did some time. So that 1.9 miles is about 37 minutes. What I thought was kind of cool about the 37 minutes from, for walking was that, um, you know, as a pre, as a, as a di going to Disney my entire life, there's always kind of that rule of 40, right? The rule of 40 is that you would take you at least 40 minutes to get from, uh, someplace in Disney World to the other. That's what you, you know, if you're making a time reservation or whatever, you need to give yourself, you know, most people would say make it an hour, but 40 was always the rule, right? Because you were probably going to wait up to 20 minutes for a bus and you are going to be probably as far as 20 minutes away from your location or multiple stops. You know, there's a million scenarios and there are a million scenarios where um, Disney World can be less than that 40, but you know what I mean. I mean, there's, you know, not making this up, <laughs> the rule of 40. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the worst case scenario at Universal beats that rule of 40. So that was kind of neat. Um, Portofino was only 0.7 miles, which for some reason that walk always seems so much further. It's just so bizarre. Um, but it, I mean, I, I did it multiple times because I was, I thought I was crazy. Um, whereas, um, Cabana Bay, Sapphire, and Aventura all came in at 0.9. Now, if you're wondering how could they all come in at 0.9, remember they have different, uh, I'm using the official walking paths from the lobby. Um, again, Sapphire would suffer a little bit from that. Aventura is what it is. That's the way you would have to go. Um, and they're, you know, are there shorter, shorter ways? Absolutely. But uh, to keep things consistent, you know, you, know you, have to, you have to set your rules. I'm a rule follower, people. I set the rules and then I follow them. But it was pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's going to show, I'll tell you right now, like, what is it? 
to me, like looking at some of the interesting uh, things were that um, Royal Pacific is so central. You know, I never really thought about it, but having those other resorts so close to it um, and being so close to City Walk, where Hard Rock is uh, technically closer than, um, you know, than uh, Royal is, but um, it only has that one other resort on the other side of it. Now, granted, you, your, your best options are probably between Hard Rock and Portofino when you really look at the big picture. I mean, there are some great stuff on the other side. Don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, you've got the Palm, you've got, uh, you know, um, um, Baichi, um, the kitchen, um, you know, uh, thirsty fish. There's some great, uh, Sal's even just for sandwiches, um, you know, great options over there. But uh, Royal Pacific has so much going for it that uh, so many different things are within, you know, less than, you know, like, 0.6 or 0.7 mile. It's just, it's, it's, it's an amazing read. So you uh, check out the, uh, you'll be interested. I get, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, it's a spreadsheet kind of thing, but it's interesting, especially if you are considering uh, staying at any of over there and you're curious of how, you know, how it's all laid out. I think you'll find it pretty interesting. So, so just check that out. I'll have the, I'll put a link in the show notes here for that. Bar crawls, my favorite topic ever. So in 2017, so uh, actually let me back up even a little bit before I get started. So, you know, I've been going to Orlando for my entire life. Um, it's a long time. I'm old, okay, people, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, my kids are grown at this point, and they have gone to Orlando all of their lives. So, and sometimes I like to bring like one of my kids and at a time separate and you know, grown again. But, uh, you know, if, to, if I'm being completely honest with you, it's a very easy way for me to convince my wife that I should be able to go to Orlando, you know, because I'm bringing one of the kids. Yeah. Tricks of the trade, people. Tricks of the trade. So uh, when it came to a trip for my daughter, um, we, I, I like to make themes, you know, when we when we do these things, because we've been doing it for so long that, you know, you, you add something new, you spice it up, you, you make a game, you know, whatever. In this particular time, we decided, uh, we started counting up the bars that are available at Universal Resort. And we were going for a weekend. We went in, uh, we landed at, uh, we got to, let's say, got to the resort, I can tell from my pictures, at about three o'clock on Friday. And we left the resort around noon on um, Monday to give you an idea of how much time there would be. So in that, we I came up with a list between the hotel, city walk, and the parks, 40 bars. And it's all of them, you know, or at, I, you know, at the time it was all of them. And um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty wild experience. And, uh, you know, on midday Saturday, you know, just, say 24 hours in to be perfectly honest with you we hit a spot where i didn't think we were you know we we're about to just die you know probably dehydrated probably you know all kinds of things wrong because it was hard you know we're talking with 60 uh we did 16 bars on saturday uh, now this was the halfway point um but we had done like 12 or something the night before right in that short time from arrival on we did 
at least, yeah, something like that. Um, so it was a it was a pretty interesting thing. You should I think you should check out the article. I I have the checklist. Um, I I included um, the right search on Twitter to see see it unravel. You know, but there were there were there were some funny things in there, and uh, it's worth a worth a look. I think it's it was it was a really good time or a, or. A, it was an accomplishment at, at most, you know, something that w- me and her will never forget. We did not, we barely rode any rides. That's how intense it was, you know, and it was, uh, it was an important to schedule it, you know, at f- fortunately for, for us, there are some, some places you can knock out at 8, 8 a.m., you know, at, at Universal. Um, so we had to pay close attention to what option to, to make the most use of our best use of our time you know, what was open early because we wouldn't want to do, like if something was open at 8 a.m., you don't want to do it at 6 p.m. where you have all these things at CityWalk that are only open in the evening, right, as an, as an example. Um, so it, the scheduling, it was uh, way more uh, complicated than um, than when first seen, but we, d- we did get it worked out. We, we got it all done. We, we did 40. We checked them off one at a time as we went. Um, and to this day, uh, the next year for my daughter's birthday, I had wrapped the original the list we used. And wrap, I mean, wrapped it. I put it into, you know, had it framed and um, and and gave it to her. So something she can, you know, what an achievement! Forty bars in it. Come on, come on. But it was great. Uh, you know, some of the things that were funny were, uh, you know, worst bar. You know, people ask me, what was the worst? Well, we went to Splendido, for instance, which is like the pool bar at Portofino Bay, which oddly, you know, the group should be the greatest spot of all. But the, we ordered a lemon drop shot, and I'm not exaggerating. I don't know if he was trying to read it from someplace else or whatever. It took him about 30 minutes to make these drinks, and they were the worst. There was something really wrong, like maybe even actually wrong, like something bad. <laughs> It was it was absolutely terrible. But you know, here's the funny thing: is we we didn't complain or anything because we were like, it took them thirty minutes. We didn't have you know, this is a, a, a one the one time when we really, time was precious. Time was precious. We couldn't do it. So we actually, I yeah, we we drank these uh, beverages that probably could have poisoned us. Who knows? It was just so terrible. Um, and and I'm not even exaggerating. It really took like thirty minutes. It was the craziest craziest thing uh, she my daughter's face when when she first tasted the drink and then i went and tried and i was like what i mean it's a lemon drop shot it's supposed to be delicious the whole the point we we did lemon drop shots often was because you know it's absolutely a solid drink it's uh, no one would say oh well you only drank lemon drop shots i mean that's that's insane because you know a lemon drop shot is not just a three ounce it's a you know it's a it's a, it comes in a, a much bigger glass. And, you know, it's vodka for crying out loud. But it tastes delicious, right? It tastes almost like a, well, it tastes like a lemon drop. If you guys try, if you've never had one, you're trying to figure it out. But so that goes down very easy and very quickly. And that, and that, that was why we were drinking so many of those. But, oh, it was awful. Um, the best bars. Uh, I'm going to name a few. The Palm, mostly because you have that full menu and you have, some of the coolest bartenders you'll ever meet. Um, you know, and, and uh, Chris there would even uh, often put on Boston Sports for, for me on the TV. That's This is just a great location. Um, Emeralds, which is now gone and uh, very sad, 
um, Emeralds has it mostly because of the food, you know, no doubt that it was fantastic. Uh, I've got a picture of the stuffed lobster that we, me and my daughter both had. That was a, you know, I really miss that I, as much as I love big, uh, big fire and I don't want big fire to go away. I just wish I could have both, you know, I'm, I'm selfish. Call me selfish. Um, the beach club at, uh, hard rock. The, it's just a, it's not a lot special about it, but it's a great atmosphere. At that that pool at the Hard Rock is a lot of fun in general, and it's a good sized bar, and, and you know, a lot going on over there. Um, and then uh, Strongwater, Strongwater Tavern at Sapphire is probably the best bar overall. If you want my full opinion, um, the the small plates are fantastic. They have all kinds of rum going on there and everything. So it's you know maybe a little. Um, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe a little stuffier, maybe, because there is a lot of business people in that bar or whatever. But um, get, don't let that throw you off at first. Get yourself in there. Get down to a seat. Your servers are amazing there, and the drinks are fantastic, and the food is fantastic. And um, and you'll get comfortable. I, I swear it's uh, it's misleading the way that looks. So, um. Yeah, so that, I guess that kind of covers my thoughts on, on, on that. You know, there's an article. I'll leave a, a link for that, too, as well. So some pretty good pictures. Of, well, mostly just self-drunkies, right? <laughs> Us taking, me and my daughter taking shots. But I got a couple of good pictures of food and, and, and the like and some of the uh, uh, unusual options and everything. So, yeah, well, be sure to check that out. So let's talk about CityWalk and Disney Springs potential and, you know, how how long does this last? You know, that kind of thing. So um, I'm sure if you're a theme park person, you've been watching. Even if you don't like Universal, you've been watching probably because, you know, there's going to be some insight. So what do we see? We see we're seeing uh, parking from the garage from the beginning being a little done a little differently, uh, spacing cars out, coming back and refilling the room, the road differently. Uh, actually, I saw a thing yesterday, I think, from uh, Nitro that said now they're not even back for them, which, to be honest, probably makes some sense in that, you know, there's not going to be a garage capacity issue. But at first, what what more likely to see uh, as capacity increases is what they were doing from the beginning, which was spacing out every, like, four rows or whatever. Um and then when they got to the end of the row and those people obviously would have cleared out, they were coming back to the same row and filling in those gaps. Um, but I guess right now they just don't need to, so they're not coming back, right? So they just move into the next row. Um, they have um, – they're, they're doing temperature checks with, uh, you know, uh, no touch, the, uh, the guns or whatever you want to call those uh, that you hold, you know, a few inches away from your forehead and get – um, I think 100.7, I think is what I saw was the point where they're not uh, permitting you to come in. Um, it is before the security, so it's not, um, I don't know how this, it's not as much of a, that doesn't cause more issues and it stops you from getting so far down. Um, I'm sure uh, it was well thought out. You know, I think they wanted to make sure that they didn't back that line up because that will hurt your social distancing as well, right? Well, which le also leads me to they have a lot of paintings on the 
ground showing the six foot, they have like a created a nice little icon, you know, symbol that's every six feet where people should be uh, queuing up. So that like as you're waiting to get your temperature checked, you're on these queues and then you'll go back to the uh, security, the normal security where the check, the bag checks and the, and the metal detectors. Um, and then there's a six feet markers on the, on the floor for that to queue up. And from what I understand, they are, uh, if people are asking about the bins and they're using them once and then they're kind of throwing them off to the side in a pile and then someone is cleaning the, that pile. So they are, you know, it's one, it's only used once. And uh, so you're not having, you know, your cross-contamination for between parties or whatever. Masks. Masks are mandatory. Um, I've heard a little bit of conflicting information about what happens if you can't wear a mask. Um, and what I, you know, I understand, um, you know, let's just, as an example, maybe someone autistic might have an issue with understanding that they need to wear the mask and, and, and have a problem with that, you know. Uh, and I'm hearing that you can go to get services and get an exempt, exempt uh, an exemption, but uh, it's not clear because uh, guest services, is, the closest location I'm aware of is, you know, in City Walk next to Red Oven. So that would mean, you know, I'm, I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm, I am told that there, there are exemptions uh, out there. So I think it's important to mention. Um, there's a lot of mobile iron, uh, mobile ironing. <laughs> ah, you guys will have to forgive me. I do uh, security as uh, IT security is part of what I do. And uh, mobile iron is an appliance that uh, an MDM that locks down phones. Um, Mobile ordering is becoming uh, a thing, you know. Uh, used to be not very much of that, and only in theme parks at Universal. But uh, Voodoo Donuts, of course, is the the big draw, and they're doing mobile ordering. So that was a you know a big hoopla about that, which is a great thing, pandemic or no pandemic. Um, you are if you go to a restaurant and you have outdoor seating or even indoor seating. I'm not sure um, how many. I don't. At the time, the only um, the porch at uh, Margaritaville was uh, the only sit down I think at the time uh, first opened. But at, once you get seated, and, uh, and naturally they are separating the guests. But once you're seated, uh, you can remove your masks at that time. I imagine it's in, you're encouraged to keep it on. You know, your, your server still has to approach your table. But the idea, you know, when you're drinking, actively drinking and uh, eating, the, you you can remove your mask. Um, I saw a lot of comments about people who were there saying that they felt safer there than at the supermarket. Um, I can see that because, you know, you don't have, uh, I'm sure we all go to the super, have been to the supermarket and had that jerk that's not paying attention to the arrows on the, on the bottom, you know, so, and, and of course the way supermarkets work, since you go aisle by aisle, you have to pass that jackass every single time. Um, so anyway, the point being at Universal, there is a, uh, much more noticeable enforcement out there. It's not that people are really removing them, but I think you just, you get an idea because there's people all around. There's a lot of direction going on and a lot of things to pay attention to. Um, so people are feeling pretty safe about it. And that, that was pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, why would Universal go first? Or, or why wouldn't Disney want to go first? You know, and, um, you know, the... 
Universal has this uh, natural perimeter, security perimeter, that is a lot easier to enforce than Disney's situation. Disney's situation is a nightmare if you think about it. It's not that unsolvable. I'm sure they're going to solve it. But Universal has it easy in that um, they can control your entry points. There are very few places to enter City Walk from, right? You've got the main uh, section from the garage, where which is what's going on right now, because only because there are no people at the hotels. Um, and then you have got the hotel, the two paths, um, in, or in boats. You know, obviously we have, they have boats uh, coming in, but they have. Um, you know, we do at, at Universal. If you're a resort guest, you have you either have a security checkpoint at the end of your walking path, or you have, or you. Um, when you get on the boat. So there are very few places to worry about, and they even have, haven't even had to worry about those yet, but they're going to work just like what we're seeing now, I'm sure. You know, there's no thing. So that's why it makes sense for Universal to go first. Um, it's just a smoother, easier, you know, it's kind of funny that, that the Universal bubble is more of a bubble than, you know, people always talk about the Disney bubble, but um, in a way, Universal is more of a bubble. Uh, it just, in with the exception that, you know, the outside world is right there, but it's not like, you know, you can see it, but it's not, you still have to go through these choke points. And those choke points are what's going to make this a more natural fit. And, um, and Disney doesn't have to waste time learning the things that, you know, Universal can, uh, all these typical things, Universal is doing, Disney can just clone it. Um, and then what's the good news for them is that means that they're not wasting their time right now on those issues. You know, they're, they can focus on their bigger issues, which is their very large secu uh, security perimeter that they're going to have to figure it out. Because um, you, can, you, can't, you can't imagine that Disney's going to open and not do everything that Universal's doing. And I mean by the the you know, mandatory masks and how do you make sure, if, you know, you, if you don't have a choke point, then you don't have a point where you can make sure someone has a mask on. And if you don't have a choke point, then you can't make sure that you actually checked the temperature of, you know, uh, of all the people. So, um, so that's why it's, an, it, it's definitely a more natural thing. I don't think it's because Universal cares less for safety, you know, because some people are going to say that, well, Disney just waited because, you know, they're not comfortable. They're only a week behind Universal right now. And uh, I don't know if that will translate all the way down. But, you know, so, uh, you know, Disney Springs is going to open, what, Wednesday, uh, two days from, from two days from this recording. So, you know, maybe even this will come out after. But the point being that um, not only is Disney just a week behind, I don't know if you noticed, but you can clearly tell that they were watching Universal in that, they quickly added more things because they could see how it was working over there and that it was working. So they didn't, uh, so suddenly, you know, what went from, let's say, just five things being open went to 10 immediately, you know, and with a, with a, even much more a few days later coming online. Um, and it's just really by, you know, they got to see it. So, um, you know, why wouldn't you take advantage of that research? And it's not like Universal probably is probably sharing with Disney in that um, this isn't something that they need. They they both need the tourists to feel safe, right? 
that's the way this works. So it would be foolish for them to not share certain information. You know, forget this isn't the, this isn't a trade secret down to the you know how do we do this execute X Y Z on a ride. This is about your guest safety and if. People are going to go to, if people aren't going to feel safe at Disney, then they're not going to go to Universal. Do you know what I mean? So it's in Universal's interest as well to share that. Because whether, you know, even though I'm Universal fanboy number one, um, I would be a fool to think that people don't go to Orlando based on, say, Disney World. And then Universal is that either an afterthought or, or you learn about, like in my case, where you... It was going to WDW that I learned that I fell in love with Universal. Um, you know, so that kind of thing. But um, so it's going to be interesting, you know. Um, how much of this stays long term? I, I don't know. And, and, and anyone who tells you that they know is crazy because we really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, um, in the long term, if this, let's say, this specific thing is solved, do we go back to normal, you know? Um, it has been a hundred years since we've had something like this, as as I'm sure, and you know, everyone is an expert on now. We all know about the plague from 1918, you know, the flu epidemic. Um, so, do they? I would imagine, at minimum, we start to see much more like we see in Asian cultures, where um, we used to think probably we probably used to like almost smirk when we see the photos and people wearing masks just out in society in general. You know, not everybody, but a, but a, a fair portion of them. I'm sure we'll, we're going to start th- – that won't be funny to us anymore. We're going to see that probably going forward. Um, you know, you know, I'm not going to sit here and give you my bold predictions other than June 1, which I've been saying from the beginning. Um, I realize my theme park prediction of June 1 is getting a little sketchy, but um, – and I'm sure everyone's going to you know, try to pound on me for being wrong. But the truth is all of their predictions were like October and beyond it, in the in, – in, I, I'm convinced that I may be wrong about June 1, but, you know, it's it's coming. It's going to be another week, two with them. June 15th, by the latest, I would, it's my guess. I could be wrong. We're going to find out if I'm wrong. I'm not going to delete this. I'm on Twitter. You know where to find me. What the heck? Let's wrap. Let's wind this down. You can find me on Twitter, at Angus, A-E-N-G-U-S. Um, you know, there's going to be links to the, to the stuff I was talking about today in the, in the show notes. And, uh, you know, I hope this anchor thing does work out well. I'll, I'm going to find out as I try to put this all back together right now. And, um, if it is, I'll, I'll keep doing these. And if it's not, then I probably won't. I'm not going to lie to you. So anyway, peace out guys. Talk to you later. See you in the parks on June 1. <laughs>